Good morning, Mike Broomhead. You always say you hear a little bit more pep in my voice on Fridays. Absolutely. But listen, did you hear the forecast I just read? No. I mean, mostly sunny and the highs in the 70s nice. all weekend. How can you not be excited about that, Chamber right? of Commerce weather for Absolutely. sure. Yeah, this is, uh, hopefully it carries over to Super Bowl and the Open next yes. week. So, um, good morning, everyone, and happy Friday. And uh, there's a lot going on on the show. Coming up this morning at 835, uh, uh, Tom Belshi joins us, Executive Director of the League of Arizona Cities and Towns. We've been talking about the Arizona State Legislature possibly outlawing taxes on food and necessities and rent, rental tax. We're going to talk to an organization that is not necessarily happy about that happening and why. Kind of get you both sides of the story. And I'm very excited at 1035 this morning for that last half hour of the 10 o'clock hour. We are going to speak with the Arizona Attorney General, Chris Mays, about a multitude of topics, including the Super Bowl and the border and some other investigations and that ACLU story that we told you about a week or so ago about the surveillance program that's been going on for well over a decade in Arizona on financial transactions over $500. So it's going to be an interesting uh, first time I get to talk with her since she's been in the role as attorney general. So we'll have that conversation in the 10 o'clock hour. Um, Might as well start with the Chinese balloon. I want you to hear uh, Mary Bruce, ABC News, talking about this and uh, the White House options. The White House is tracking this very closely, but also urging calm and stressing that there is no immediate threat as of now. But there's no question that behind the scenes, the president's team has been scrambling to present him with options, including possible military action to take down this aircraft. And while the defense secretary argued that that isn't necessary at this time, we are told they are keeping all options on the table. Well, that's that. I feel better now where you've got all options on the table. Then they, this report goes on to talk about the optics of all of this. Lawmakers are already demanding answers and action. Montana Republican Ryan Zinke tweeting simply, shoot it down. All this, of course, comes amid rising tension between the U.S. and China. And as Secretary of State Antony Blinken is expected to visit China in the coming days, becoming the first U.S. sitting Secretary of State to visit the country in over four years. That trip now in question as this appearance of this balloon is only sure to escalate tension even further. So is this an act of provocation? I mean, that's part of the part of the issue here. We know we've had oh, in recent years, we've had a few dust ups with um, the Iranians that they have in, in international waters. They have tried to antagonize U.S. warships. Uh, they've done some things. If you remember, there was an arrest of uh, American Sailors, and then they stripped them of their uniforms and then violated the Geneva Convention and other rules of engagement by videotaping them fearful sailors and posting those videos online. So we know that there are the enemies of this country. But usually what happens when you've got two powerful economies like the Chinese economy and the U.S. economy, they don't want war because wars cost a lot of money. The Chinese economy is climbing out of a dismal time you know, with, with COVID and their shutdowns and everything else. And they are buying up gold. They're, all the things that people are worried about. Was this Is this an act of provocation? And the answer is, uh, who knows, or at least we don't know. But how do you do it? Do you do it with a balloon? Uh, this doesn't seem like they were hiding it very well. They say it's a balloon that just got off track, um, a civilian balloon that collects limited data. 
that got off course. And we'll find out in the coming days what do the what do the U.S. citizens believe. But there have been a lot being made. We know that the Chinese are buying up land, but they are buying up farmland. We know that the and this is a big concern. The American dream is to own property, and I don't mean to jump. To from topic to topic so quickly. But while we're talking about it, there is a lot of talk here in Arizona about the Saudis using our water to grow alfalfa for their livestock in in Saudi Arabia. And what's interesting about that is um, I just happen to know this, that uh, alfalfa is a very water intensive crop. So what the Saudis are doing, and it's also a crop that isn't seasonal. So you can grow and grow and grow, and you've got to turn the fields and do some other things. But it's not a seasonal product where only for a certain time of the year. So they're constantly growing crops. They're using a lot of water. Um, And then what they're doing is they're harvesting it. They're loading it up on trucks or trains, I believe, getting it to a port and sailing it to Saudi Arabia to feed their their, uh, their herds of livestock. And so there's a lot of people in Arizona that want that stop for the water preservation thing alone. But the concern from a lot of Americans is when foreign governments are owning property, especially if you're talking about the Chinese owning farmland here, um, and there has been a growing tension between our countries. We understand what Chinese is claiming about Taiwan, and we are standing with the Taiwanese people saying that they are an independent nation. How far will that go? Uh, so all of this seems like it's part of a bigger issue. And in the end, we don't know. It could be that this balloon was really something that got off course, but no one is going to believe it. No one is going to believe it based on the relationship and how it has been not severed, but certainly strained in the last few years. The Chinese government and one of the biggest things that concerns me uh, for the for the economy and the value of the U.S. dollar is that um, we had an agreement. We have an agreement with the Saudis that goes back to the I believe it goes back to the Nixon administration when, uh, you know, we went off the gold standard. And I don't want to get too deep into this, but we got off of the gold standard and um, we had a handshake deal with the Saudis. Uh, I guess it was called like the petrodollar that the dollar would be the default currency in all dealings in fossil fuels and oil from Saudi Arabia and from you know the OPEC nations. So if you are going to buy oil on the international market, the currency that's used, the default currency is the U.S. dollar. And that was a handshake agreement with the Saudis that has been honored since the 1970s. And now what we've seen is in recent months, the reports are that the Chinese have been in talks with the Saudis to start trading oil using Chinese currency. So there's no doubt that the competition between the two economies and world dominance in, in the economies are, are, at, um, are right now in, at, at odds, in battle. So this all adds to that tension. And uh, cool. Cooler heads have to prevail. Do you shoot it down? And and I, I just wonder how this goes. You know, when you have people, this is where you have to have or should have great diplomats. And I wonder if we do. We're going to find out if we do. Um, when you, you find out when your secretary of state and other diplomats are worth their salt because they are able to deal with the tense situation appropriately. 
You certainly don't want to show weakness. You don't ever want to show weakness because that is really bad for your nation. But at the same time, do you want to be overzealous and angry and turn parts of the world against you for the fear of World War III? How much trouble does this rise to the level of? How do we – are we going to be able to find out what data? Let's say they claim that it's it's here accidentally, that this balloon is just – it takes – it gets limited information and it drifted off its course and all of that turns out to be true, at least the story they stand behind. Will the U.S. and how can the U.S. be sure of the data that it collected? How, how sure can we be, knowing that it was over some very sensitive places, how can we be sure that they weren't gathering things? And let's also be fair. We understand that every nation on the planet spies on every other nation on the planet. We have spies. We spy on China. We spy everywhere. They spy on us. The CIA is famous for it. Um, and And so is this – this doesn't seem like a very sophisticated – um, spy mission. Uh, and they're taking pictures of it from the ground. Um, so does this, and I'm just, I'm kind of stumbling a little bit because as soon as you hear about a spy um, balloon over the U.S., especially over very sensitive areas, you right away start thinking, shoot it down. But do they have intel from NORAD? Do, do they have intelligence about what this really is? Would the U.S. government shoot it down if it were truly something that was dangerous to national security, especially when it comes to our nuclear capabilities? What do they know? What don't they know? It's, I, I just think it's a fascinating topic, and it's something that we're certainly going to keep our eyes on. Um, and I'm waiting to hear more because the White House is going to talk about this once they have more to tell us, and we'll get more information. And will it satisfy the American public? That's always the question. What we're going to do in just a couple of moments, it's a topic we've been talking about quite a bit with leadership in the legislature. The Arizona State Legislature wants to uh, make outlaw taxes, cities and towns not to be able to tax necessities like food from the grocery store and rent. You know, you don't pay a tax when you pay your mortgage, but if you're renting somewhere, there is a rental tax that can be fairly expensive. And they don't think that in order to have shelter and food, you should have to pay taxes. But there's the Arizona. Arizona, uh, the League of Arizona Cities and Towns, the executive director, Tom Belshi, is going to join me and to give another side of this of how some of these cities and towns are saying it's going to hurt their cities, many of them smaller towns around Arizona. So that's coming up here in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Happy Friday from the Mike Broomhead Show. We know that there is a bill um, in the Senate, I think it's Senate Bill 1184, that would uh, prevent cities and towns from levying taxes on grocery store food. Um, now, it was it was characterized to us as only food from the grocery store that you take home and cook. Not restaurants, not drive through but gr- grocery stores. And they also want to outlaw rental rent or I'm sorry taxes on rent rental properties saying people should not be taxed for food and shelter so we listen we had leadership from the legislature talk about this but we want to hear a little more in detail from people who may be against it so joining us right now is the executive director of the League of Arizona Cities and Towns his name is Tom Belshi Mr. Belshi welcome to the show Thank you Mike thanks for having me on Um did I describe the way the legislature is characterizing this correctly in your mind this, this is at least the way they're saying it would work that's correct. That's so, correct. They're they're trying to address uh, inflation, which uh, 
I think we can all agree on it is a is a good thing to do. The problem is is that we think that uh, they're doing it off the backs of local government and they're not taking to, into account all of the complicated issues that surround that. Uh, like what are some of those issues? Okay, so let's start off with the fact that let's say you you cut residential rental and you cut food. 3.2 million uh, Arizonans don't pay a tax on food at all. And 5.7 million Arizonans don't pay any kind of rental tax. So when you, when you take into account that, that you're getting rid of those two taxes and you're actually not helping all Arizonans, we think there's better ways to help. So, so let me give you an example. A little town like Taylor, Arizona, up in the White Mountains, Food uh, to the tax on on food for home consumption or you know groceries as you as you put it is thirty five percent of their general fund. Now Taylor Arizona doesn't have the diversified economy say of a of a Phoenix or you know a Tucson or Mesa, and so for them that food tax is an important way for them to provide the services that that they do. That's public safety, water and sewer, roads. Parks and Recreation, Homeless Services, all, all of those things that, that cities and towns provide. And it leaves them limited ways to get, to get that tax revenue that they need to provide those services. Because, again, what they will be forced to do is raise taxes somewhere else. They don't have a property tax. And so they would be forced to raise the sales tax rate on the other items that are in the sales tax base. We believe that when you when you reduce the number of items that you can tax in your tax base, everybody pays a higher rate for everything else. And there's lots of things that people consider, you know, to be uh, of, you know, essential value in their lives that are left on the list. Clothes, um, lots of things that they buy in the store. And so this is why we think that this is the wrong direction. And there's there's other options. Uh, that they could undertake to help people with inflation. When I spoke with someone in leadership in the legislature, they had said that part of this, <clears throat> this will be made up because there's going to be a pretty dramatic increase in the amount of money that these cities and towns are going to be getting from the state anyway. So a lot of those depleted funds are going to be coming your way or in the way of those towns in state funding. Is that accurate or do you believe that's not going to make up the difference? Uh, we don't believe it's going to make up the, the difference, Mike. And, and you know, when uh, they brought up things like uh, let's let's use, for example, online retail tax. So um, we passed a law uh, several years ago based on the, the Wayfair um, case that was passed in the courts that said that online retailers have to remit tax based on where uh, they sell something. So, you know, uh, I live out in Gilbert. And so if. Uh, something is sent to my house from one of those online retailers, then I have to pay the tax, um, and that tax goes to the to the town of Gilbert. Now, 90% of the largest retailers, and so when I talk to large retailers, I'm talking Amazon, uh, Walmart, uh, Home Depot, they already had a presence here, brick-and-mortar presence, and so according to the law, they had to remit that, that tax anyway. Um, there is no way, and you know the the Joint Legislative Budget Committee, which is the one that comes up with the estimates for you know this this type of uh, of tax dollars, they don't know how much of that is new money. Plus, when they pass other laws where where they talked about how we're going to have an increase 
in our shared revenue from the state, they neglect us to talk about the things that they've done to keep us from getting windfalls. And so it's like I said, this is a complicated thing. Uh, they want to give the image that cities are awash in cash, but we are not. And we also suffer from the effects of, of um, inflation, just like everyone else. Uh, higher prices in, in hiring uh, staff, higher prices in things like road repair across the board, we have to pay more for that, too. And so if you take income from us, it makes our job that much more difficult. Tom Belshi is joining us. He is the executive director of the Arizona uh, League of Arizona Cities and Towns. Uh, so one last question, then. If you believe that this idea won't work or at least will be detrimental to cities and towns, have you provided an alternate plan or something else you think would work better to them? Or do you have an idea that you would like to present that you think would be a better way to help fight inflation, save people some money? but not cost these towns so much? So let's take the residential rental tax first. Um, we think that if you're what they um, and I believe when I listened to the interview from um, uh, President Peterson of the Senate, he talked about wanting to help out, you know, uh, the poor folks that that this hurts the most. We agree. And so one of the things that we think can be done is to offer an income tax credit to those folks for the for the rent that they pay, you would set, you know, some kind of, um, you know, income, uh, a, 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 you know, household income like threshold. A threshold. Yeah. That it, yeah. And if if they made under that, then they would be able to take that as a an income tax credit on on their taxes that they pay. Also for food, um, the state has a one point two billion dollar surplus. We think this is a temporary, uh, although it's a very difficult one, I don't want to make light of, of inflation, but this is a temporary problem. And when you make a permanent solution like cutting taxes, you create issues. So we think that since this is a temporary problem, you use a temporary fix and you can do a thing like a rebate. So you determine how much money um, and what type of people that you want to help, and you do just a one-time rebate, again, of income tax, that can go back to people uh, through the, they can just send them uh, a check like the federal government does. And it's a one-time issue. They have the the money in their coffers to cover it now. And it doesn't affect any long-term structural issues with the budget. Well, Mr. Belshi, I appreciate the time today. And I would like to continue the conversation as this moves along. And I'd like to just stay in touch on other issues for, for these cities and towns. But I appreciate the time this morning. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate being on. All right. That is uh, Tom Belshi from the Arizona, the, the League of Arizona Cities and Towns. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, happy Friday, Gatos. Hey, happy Friday. I'm uh, joining you from outside today. I'm not inside my house. I've got my binoculars and I'm looking for the balloon. <laughs> Well, good I'm going to make you. sure Arizona is safe. I want to make sure the state is safe. I'm here. I'm on balloon watch throughout the weekend, and I will make sure that we are fine. Well, what are you going to do if you find it? I don't know. Uh, I'll probably go home, crawl into bed, and hope that it goes away. Okay. Because <laughs> it's, it's probably got some laser on it, and they're going to try and whack us or something yeah, they're, like that. Maybe they're so, watching you watching them. Make sure you have clothes on. Well, oh, I got clothes on. Okay. I don't, I mean, listen, nobody deserves to watch me without clothes on. I get that. 
Hey, why don't we blow this thing up? Why don't we just blow it out of the air? I don't get it. Well, I, I somebody actually responded to me that's been in the intelligence world before, and he said oh. blowing it up might be a bad idea, but maybe we want to go up there, hook it, bring it down, and find out what they know. I thought that was an interesting plan. That's not a bad plan. Yeah. When, when we heard about it yesterday, so here's what I said, because I was getting paranoid. I said, you know, what if they want us to blow it up? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to do what they want us to do. Like, right. is there, like, I don't know, is there a virus on that thing that there was, you know, we blow up and then it spreads all over? I don't know. Listen, you can't trust them. Yeah, the government it. is corrupt, man. All right, listen, I've got less than a minute. We're way late. I'm really sorry for that. What do you got for the question? What do you do about the balloon? Do mm-hmm. you blow it up or leave it alone? That's the question. It's a great question. It really is. Sure. I like your thing. Hook it, bring it down. Let's see what we got. Yeah, let's see what's in it. Not a, not a bad idea. All right, man. All right, Gatos. I'm watching. Have a good weekend. I'm, I'm watching. I'm looking. <laughs> That's Gatos, the BQ poll question today, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Just after 9 o'clock, jobless claims edge down, new job numbers, a lot of jobs added in the month of January, more than expected. What does this mean for the economy? What does it mean for interest rates? All that's coming up.